Hello and welcome to When Wrestlers Act. I'm John Cronshaw and I'm here again with Colin Cox. How are you, Colin? Yeah. You're Mr. Pooley Pants, aren't you? Only in the throat and nose department, so hopefully it'll pass through quickly. But I'm going to make lots of disgusting noises on this podcast. Yeah. So we've just watched Series 1, Episode 23 of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, an episode called 72 Hours. Mm. Wasn't it great? I feel really white. <laughs> yeah, this, this was this was an episode about race. It was about um, racial identity. Yeah, Will just comes across as a dick. He does. He doesn't accept Colton's... Uh, the fact that he's born into privilege. Yeah. And that his dad, Shredder, made a lot of money, <laughs> but he used to be in the hood. Yeah. And then... You know, they did the thing of, um, well, I'm I'm going to educate my child privately. Yeah. You can't muck about when it comes to your own kids. <laughs> and this is, a, this is a thing, it's like, why would you glamorise living in a shithole? Do you know what I mean? Because that's basically what it is. It's like, yeah, you know, privilege, it's it's all great and everything, but <clears throat> wouldn't, wouldn't you much rather live in poverty? Wouldn't you much rather live surrounded by crime and deprivation? Anyway... <laughs> See, I, I come from Manchester, and um, they they seem to love it round there. The really proper shithole where I come from, a place called Newton Heath. And the locals, it's one of those places where if you don't get out by a certain point, you're there for life. Yeah, yeah. But if you do get out by a certain point, you try going back, at, you know, even just for a visit, and, you know, you don't want to be there. People don't <laughs> want you back. You turned your back on them. Well, I mean, it's the same where I'm from originally, which is uh, an estate called the Scotlands in Wolverhampton, which is a lovely, delightful place. So, yeah. Well, it's named after Scotland. Yeah, this is it. I like the fact that um, where I lived in Scotland, all the streets were named after poets, which is <coughs> something that was probably lost on uh, most residents. But there we go. <laughs> yeah, that's my uh, university education and uh, snobbishness coming out there. Well, lady. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, the episode opens with Colton being white. Yes. He was, he was singing in an a cappella group. With um, with four honkies. Yeah, dressed in suits. Uh, their school uniforms. Yeah, whatever. Their a cappella suits. A cappella uniforms. Yeah, was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to that website. <laughs> yeah, acapella, org. Yep, I've been there. It's good. <laughs> so, um, Will Smith... You know, the one who punched the alien in Independence Day. This was before that, though. I know it was, but that's that's how I remember him. He punched the alien in Independence Day. Will Smith, that's who he is. Yeah. I'm sure he did other serious roles, but he punched an alien in Independence Day and said, welcome to Earth. Oh, speaking of Independence Day, though, and Will Smith being, um, oh, I'm so poor and great, Independence Day 2 comes out this year. He demanded $50 million to appear in it, so they told him where to go. Oh, good. So, you know, what? he's not learned anything from this episode. He's a bad man. <laughs> no, he's just a hypocrite, that's all. <laughs> he's a hypocrite, damn it. So, uh, yeah, so Will Smith comes in with Jazzy Jeff, as in Jazzy Jeff from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince fame. Ah. Yeah. You know what, the, you know the one who did... They did that summer, summer, summer time. That oh, one. that one, yeah. And I did Boom Boom, Shake the Room. I thought that was Ant and Deck. 
No, that was um, ready to rumble. No, you're thinking of PJ and Duncan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, Will and Jazzy Jeff from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, <laughs> he, um, they, they both laugh uproariously at Carlton. And Carlton says, why are you laughing? And he says, what colour are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hammer it home. Yeah. He, he's, he's saying that he's not black, that Carlton wouldn't last five minutes in the hood. See, at this point, I felt that this was just a, a touch on the racist side because it was basically Will Smith taking the mick out of white people. If that was the other way round, if a white person wrote that, then surely that would be racist. But, you know, he's saying you're behaving like one of those white fellows. <laughs> but he's also, he's also stereotyping. I don't know. It's, it's all a bit... It's all different. It's different. It was <laughs> 25 years ago. It was different back then, you know. He had still had the, you know, apartheid and the Berlin Wall and what's the name? Moss Side in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. That was all there in, in 1991, wasn't it? Berlin Wall. When did that come down? That was... Yeah, that was um, 1990, so in the reverse future of 1991. Basically, this sets up the episode. Carlton goes, I can, I'd be able to last more than two minutes in the hood. I'd be able to last 24 hours. And Will goes, oh, well, you wouldn't last the whole weekend. So they have a bet that Carlton wouldn't be able to last over the weekend in Compton. Hence the name of the episode, 72 hours. That's three days. Yeah, doesn't make sense, does it? No. Bad bad, bad math there from uh, Will Smith. He needs to do the math. Yeah. Maybe if he'd had, one of them. Maybe if he'd had a private education and not fucked around in the hood, he'd be able to do his math better. Yes. Yeah. John, stop saying math. <laughs> so, yeah, so Colton accepts the bet. Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh, Fresh Prince bugger off. I think that they missed something here, though. He should have referred to it as a wager. Yeah. Yeah, gong all uh, Phileas Fogg saying, a man is a man <laughs> never jokes when it comes to a wager. It's a this serious business. This is true. This is where, you see, Carton's ditzy sister, Hilary, enters wearing a very bright red suit that was quite funny. <laughs> and she, she was going, ooh, I'm a busy businesswoman and I've just got a promotion. What did that lead to in the rest of this story? Tell me, Colin. Um, she appeared later on in purple, and um, she also was there when the parents were going to church. What did the announcement of her promotion have to do with the storyline? Yes. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. It's like, I've got a promotion. Ooh, what, what's going to happen with this promotion? I wonder. Maybe, maybe it's going to say for a, a later episode. Maybe it's teasing the next series. It's like, oh my god, Hillary's going to be going up in the world. She's going to be going from whatever she was doing at the episode before this Ooh. to, yeah, I don't know. Was she? Did she ever have any storylines? I don't know. I've watched about five episodes of this. You've got to be kidding me! Really? What did you do on the uh, weekdays at six? Well, like that, fresh, fresh that, was, um, Simpsons. that was shortly after Clarissa had gone off, so I was just tidying up and everything. <laughs> and... Tidying up after, after you round Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
freshening. I don't know. Yeah. I, so I, I was older than you, John. <laughs> and I still am. <laughs> we'll we'll sort it out, don't worry. Don't worry. Yeah. Time dilation, Colin. That's all all we need to do mm-hmm. is figure out this near light speed travel, slow you down for a bit and then come back. I mean by the time you get to the speed of light you'll be long dead. But... What, if, what if we just go what if we just go in a stasis pod or something? What about it? Then, you know, I can wait for you to catch I'm, up and then I'm, come out I'm, the stasis pod. I'm talking about stuff that's possible, Colin. Ah. Yeah. Have you not read Red Dwarf books? Red Red Dwarf books. Yeah. Isn't that a song by a UB40? Not <laughs> the Neil Diamond cover, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> what the fuck? Where are we? I'm lost. Yeah, so... Um, Carlton Hood. Yeah, yeah, so Carlton goes to Jazzy Jeff, off of Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, goes to his crib. Yeah, and he, you know, they do a lullaby and everything, and he sucks on a dummy. And that's what I always get when I hear the word crib. Yeah, yeah, well, that's where babies sleep until they're about three months old. And Um, then it becomes a cot. Yeah, well, you get a different bed, basically. While... Colton's walking in to the crib with Jazzy Jeff from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince and Will Smith from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Colton reveals that he's carrying along hip-hop flashcards, which are words to speak street so he can speak like he's in the hood. I'm just thinking of that great scene from Aeroplane, sorry, Airplane, where you've got the old woman speaking jive. Yeah, it was pretty much like that. Ali... Not quite as funny. <laughs> this is where we're introduced to... What was his name? I can't even remember his name, but basically Zeus was there. Yes. A.K.A. Zed Gangster. Tiny Tim, I think he was called. Something, something like, like that. that, yeah. Small Paul, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he was he was big in a vest with his muscles out. He was Zed Gangster in WCW. Do you remember when we watched that match where Zed Gangster made his debut? Unfortunately, in, I do. In WCW, and it was like a three-level cage match. That was amazing. Yeah. Am I, am I getting mixed up? Was it was it a cage match, or was it one of the Halloween Havoc no, I think I think it was um, that one. The where, three cages. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Oh, they, don't do, they don't do wrestling like that anymore, do they? Do you know what I mean? Three cages on top of each other. That's no, how... no, they just do... Well, in TNA, they do um, cage ladder matches. <laughs> this is where true. Where you've got to escape a cage, get onto the ramp, and then climb a ladder to get your belt. Is it not that you've got to get your belt and put it up the ladder? Isn't that a... Yeah. And then if... I mean, what the fuck is, are the rules in the King of the Mountain match as well? I don't know. I think, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> it's not relevant. It's actually irrelevant. Everything's relevant, Joe. Yeah. Zeus, Zeus was in WCW for... No, WWE for a bit, wasn't he? WWF. I think he... Um, I think he had a couple of matches with the Hogan and then to promote the Ready to Rumble film. Didn't they sort of partner him up with Hogan or something? Oh, fuck knows. Either way, he wasn't very good. What, as a wrestler? Just it. Everything I've seen him in is bad, to be honest. Well, yeah, but... In this, he was fine. He was he was fine. He was in... Did I say ready to rumble? You did, but... No yeah. holds barred. Same thing. It's a, yeah. No Actually, holds no, it's not ready to rumble. That was... Oh. Was that worse? 
Yeah, I think so. Because we, I think we watched No Holds Barred before we did this podcast, and I think that kind of inspired the podcast, <laughs> didn't it? I think a combination of that and River of Darkness. Yeah. But I still think Reddit Rumble's worse than No Holds Barred. In fact, that was it. It was, it was before I... Was it before I got swine flu? And we watched... We had a bad film night here, and we watched that. We watched The Room, and I think we watched Howard the Duck. Yeah. <laughs> and then we recited William McGonagall poetry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, he's... Uh, that was um, quite a bit after Swine Flu, though. Was it? All right. Um, no, the Swine Flu was the zombie zombie film night. That was yeah, different. I didn't come for that one, I don't think. No, no I think you did, because I think yeah. you fell out with um, Paul Slade. Oh, that was that time, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, me and Laura got here late, but yeah, that was the one. This Zeus fella, he's talking to Carlton, and Carlton uses words, and... Zeus doesn't like these words because they're school words. Yeah. Conflict. He went to school, John. Yeah. Can you imagine learning a word? <laughs> this is true. Or just in general. Yeah. And then this guy knocks on the door and he goes, yo, 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 this is the police. Put your hands up. Make some noise. And it was like some kind of hip-hop thing. It wasn't really a policeman. Yes, he was doing the hands in the air gimmick. Yeah, and then um, another guy comes in. He's selling knockoff Gucci bags. Yes, and Carlton his sales technique is abysmal. Yeah, well, Carlton criticises sales technique, saying he doesn't know how to run his business. He did say business, didn't he? Not yeah. business. It was business. I think so. Yeah, sounds like the sort of thing they might do in this program. Will, he's he's kind of having doubts about this thing with Carlton. Yes. And he's going, oh, I feel really guilty. I don't think Carlton's uh, up for this. He, he won't fit in. People won't like him. And he goes in to Jazzy Jeff from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Princes. Oh, actually, before crib. that, he um, when Carlton's correcting the bad sales technique of the person... Everyone sort of crowds around him in an intimidating way. But in the scene between that, reading between the lines that you don't see, Carlton wins them over. Yeah, I'm getting on to that. Okay. You all right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a break from shit? <laughs> <clears throat> no, thank you. I hope your microphone picked that up, though. <laughs> if it does, it's going on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, and a live on air Bristol stool. <laughs> yeah. So um yeah, how's, how's your IGS these days? Is it uh, coming back or is it It's fine at the minute. Cool. No stress in my life. No. That's good. Stress me out and then I'll be pooing water everywhere. Well, just make sure you get this right. <laughs> just make sure you re you you rehearsed you actually re- rehearsed your lines for this. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, wait, come on, Colin, come on. No, no, no. Come on. Is that helpful? No. All right. I would like our first first live on air shoot. That'd be. (laughs) You can shit yourself now. Go on, Colin. No, go on. Pressure, pressure. Just feed me some. Go get some bread and pot noodle (laughs) for me. So, yeah, so Will returns feeling guilty. 
with Jazzy Jeff off of Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. They're going to back into Jazzy Jeff's from Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's crib. And um, what is it? How would you describe it? I would say that Carlton was hip hopped. He was. He'd basically had one of those. Uh, he was. He was assimilated. He'd had a makeover, and Will found it hilarious. He thought he looked like a pirate because he had a bandana on and mm. earrings. And he was talking all, all Zed gangster. Yes, he's wearing the same sort of get-up as um, his friends. Yeah. And Will, for some reason, thinks it's funny, but is he just laughing at himself there and his chums? Who knows? Will goes, what are you doing? And Carlton goes, they love me. So that, that was funny. That was a funny line. Mm. I chuckled a little bit at that because he kind of broke his yo-yo-yo character and... Went back to normal Carlton. So, at least the real Carlton was still underneath. It Always. was just play acting. At this point, it's revealed that Carlton is going to go and sell Gucci bags at MacArthur Park or something. MacArthur, MacArthur Park. MacArthur. Yeah, wherever. <clears throat> and Will's like, no, 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 you don't want to go there because you'll get bummed or killed or whatever. Or killed, then bummed. Yeah. And... Um, Carlton is determined to go to the park. And he says, I'll be fine. If there's any trouble, I'll call the park ranger. That was funny. That was a good line, yeah. And then Will turns it around to make him the funny guy and, and makes the Yogi Bear joke. Will is very much like Triple H, I've noticed. Yeah. Anybody starts to look good, he's got to always look better. This is true. It's like, hey, you're getting a laugh. Right, well... Listen to my joke. <laughs> Listen to my joke. This one's better. You'll see. You'll think that that joke that Colton did was crap and just a setup for mine. It's like now Colton's joke was better. Mm. Sorry, Will. Sorry, Will Smith. Wilbur. Yeah, if that is your real name. It cuts to Colton returning home, and he's in his hip hop gear, and his parents are like, "Oh no, what's happened to our son?" And then the police turn up, and Colton's got a weapon. And they go, this is the police. Carlton, let us in. And then Will wakes up. It was a dream. Uh, it was a dream sequence. That didn't really happen, everyone. It's okay. I was tripping a bit there. Yeah. So I, I was really worried for a moment. <clears throat> that was that was scary. But luckily, Will woke up. And, um, yeah, that was, that was good. Mm, that happened. It certainly did. And then there was a bit with, um, what was it, Uncle Phil yeah. and Auntie Viv. Uncle Shredder and Auntie Viv. Yeah, and they were getting ready to go to church. Yeah. And it was a weekend and they were going, oh, isn't it good that Jeffrey's not around on his weekend? His weekends are his own. Is he the gay butler? Apparently so. He came dressed in leathers, Yelza. singing Madonna. <laughs> If that's not a hint at his homosexuality, I don't know what it is. And also the fact that he's got a apparently English accent, mm. which is a sure a sure sign of homosexuality, if ever there was one. It's one of those um, one of those things like the French woman in the see-through latex in the Matrix films. Oh yeah, yeah. She's actually French, but has the most unconvincing French accent I've ever heard. Lana can speak fluent Russian, <laughs> and her Russian accent is just awful. This guy out the Fresh Prince really is English, but his accent... Is he really English? He really is. Right. 
Okay. Well, he's obviously been in America a long time or something. Clearly. Because, yeah, because nobody in this country really speaks like that. Apart from if Jeffrey from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air came to visit, then he'd be the only person in his country with that voice. Mm. This is where Will tells his Uncle Phil, and this isn't a dream, this actually really happened, and he says <laughs> that he's going to go and sell knock-off bags in MacArthur Park. MacArthur. MacArthur Park. And this is, this is where Auntie Viv, a.k.a. Colton's mum, is pissed off. And she's like... Yo, what are you doing to my boy? She goes to um, Jazzy Jeff off of Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's crib, his house, his flat, whatever you want to call it. I'd prefer flat because that's where it was. No, um, it is a crib. Is it a crib if it's got people not sitting on chairs properly? Yeah. I think that's... That's what makes it a crib. Is that what it is? Just people hanging out. Just chilling. Yeah, like sitting sitting on sofas, but instead of like sitting on the the bit that on the back. Yeah. yeah. So you sit on the back instead of like the bit that's. See, I used to do that when I was about thirteen. Yeah. I've never seen Fresh Prince at that point. Really? Okay. And like, I bet I bet there was someone who sat on a I don't know, like a dining table chair backwards. Yes. Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. For whatever reason. Yeah. Like that picture of that lady. That always looks a bit painful for a gentleman. Yeah. I think as long as you've got baggy trousers on, you're all right. I think if you're wearing tight jeans, you might you might do yourself a disservice. You might a, do yourself a, an injury. A mischief. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you might trap a ball <laughs> between you, between that central seam, which, would, which wouldn't be good. So, no, I've done that. Have you really? Yeah. Like when you were sitting astraddle a chair? No, just in general. All right, okay. So, yeah, sitting on the backs of sofas... Incorrectly using furniture. That's the. I've also split my trousers when playing pool. Signifiers of a crib. Have you? Yeah. Okay. What was that for a bet or? No, it just happened. Just accidentally. Yeah. Was that when you were fat? No, as long as a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> they and just ben... didn't make trousers very well in the nineties. Bent over and. <laughs> mm, yeah. Totally. Pretty much. Did you have comedy pants underneath? No, they were just. Purple boxer shorts. Good. So, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't know this about you, but I'm pretty sure you told me once that you went through a phase of never, not, not wearing underwear. That was um, <laughs> that was between the ages of um, 18 and 20. Okay, yeah. And, and then I got a girlfriend. Yeah. I thought, I'd best look after the kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so at least you didn't bend over and just reveal your anus, because that would have been... Traumatic <laughs> for everyone involved, I think. Yeah. Um, where the fuck are we at in this episode? Oh, no, Joe. Uh, so, oh, that's it. So, Auntie Viv, Carlton's mum, goes to the crib. There's people sitting around incorrectly on furniture. She starts moaning, saying that all these people should pull their socks up, sort themselves out, put the rubbish in the bin. Sit up straight. Yeah, she tells Carlton off. Zeus stands up to her and she goes, don't you, don't you be standing up like that to me. He goes, sorry, looks down. Yeah, so it's pretty much she's kicking ass. I found her to be quite formidable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the people, what would you say, the cribbies, the people at the crib? I think cribbies are people who play cribbage. Well, maybe that's what the crib's for. Ah. Maybe, maybe it's like 
you know, you have a bridge club where people play, play bridge. So you reckon they just... Play cribbage. Play cribbage. Yeah. That makes sense. They've got to do something. They look bored. Yeah. So it, end, like, it ends up that Will's friends are pissed off with Will for telling on Carlton for being a grass. Worst thing you can be is a grass. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's worse than being a drug dealer. Or a paedophile. Or a paedophile. No, I think you are allowed to grass on a paedophile. Yeah. But only after you're giving them a good kick in. Right. Okay. But any, th- any other crime... I do, I do, I do remember the um, Mad Frankie Fraser Madometer. <laughs> I think that fiddling with the kids was higher than the grass. So, mm. Yeah, I'll take back what I said. Um, so oh, he's dead now. Yeah, no, but I'm, I'm taking back my thing saying that you can't grass on a pedo. Ah, okay, yeah. I'm just, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, yeah, it's because it, it's I'm only not a because it's only because it, it it's the one thing that's above the um, being a grass on the. Um, on the madometer, so everything else you can't grass. Right, yeah, yeah. So, Will's friends, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Will Smith, his friends accuse him of being pale. Hmm. Which I think means being white, because he grassed on his friend. Well, his cousin, whatever. He grassed on Carlton. Yeah. How dare he be a grass? So, now you know. This is where there was a bit of a... Carlton saying, you know, I I did everything, I've won this bet, um, and now you're the one saying that I'm this and that. You should have accepted me for what I am and who I am, and instead you're the most judgmental person. And he was he was right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that was um that was right at the end though. There was a, a little bit in between where um the two daughters are teasing them. Yeah, they looks like they're being sympathetic, but they're teasing them. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and then they get a colossal bollocking off the um off the parents of Shredder and off Shredder and let's call her Krang. <laughs> and, Shredder. Uh, <laughs> and um, they get a colossal bollocking. They don't get punished because they go away and think about it. So. I'm presuming it either happens in the next episode or in between episodes and it's never spoken of again. Yeah. Um, and the at the end of the episode, Carlton claims the win and Will said, no, the bet was that you'd last in the hood for a full weekend. And Carlton said, well, if I if you hadn't grasped on me and mm. blah, blah, blah. I'm with Carlton on that one now. I think he would have. Yeah. And then Carlton has a realisation and he goes, I know why he did it. It's because you care about me. <gasps> you love me. And then that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Oh, actually, Will offers to take him outside and have a fight. Yeah. Because he's offended. See, I'm, I'm never convinced by Will Smith's um, I'm a tough gangster fella, especially that's as... because he's the cleanest person black or white I've ever seen. Yeah, and especially as the whole premise of the series is he couldn't hack it in the hood, so he gets shipped off to his rich family. Yeah. So, John, get the stool chart. <laughs> does it need a stool chart? It does, but it's it's oh, it, it's, it, it's, it's a shit. It's going to be a three. Yeah, a f- four, I was going to say. Well, that's the same thing. Yeah. So... It, it's just... It, it was shit, but, you know, it happened. Yeah, just there. It's just there. Uh, it's one of those where you wipe your bum and the toilet paper's still clean. <laughs> so, you know, you read a couple of pages of his and off you go. Yeah, it wasn't offensive. 
Well, apart from... It was quite offensive. <laughs> being a bit racist. <laughs> towards but, us honkies. To, well, towards, towards everyone, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I think ev- everyone involved. Um, which is why I think, actually, it wasn't. It may be it, it does that South Park thing where it just offends everyone. Balances it out. Yeah. So... Yeah. So, all right. I'll I'll um I'll go with four then. Yeah. Well, but, it, but it, if it got, if it gets any worse, it gets a bit worrisome. <laughs> so, what did you make of um, Zed Gangster's performance, aka Zeus? Um, he was reasonably convincing, although it did remind me of um the big fella um from um the Green Mile. Just a bit simple. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is basically a Lenny from Of Mice and Men kind of character. Mm. He should have crushed a crushed a mouse. That would have been good. Yes, and then um, used some sort of godly energy to bring it back to life. Yeah. Ah oh dear. So yeah, that happened. Yeah, what, it was. What, what did it you was think there. of it, John? Uh, as I say, it was there. It was there. I don't feel compelled to watch the other. Hundred and odd episodes, <laughs> but, but the we, theme tune. What the Fresh Prince of Balor? Yeah, you need YouTube. You need to, it. You need to YouTube the fre- if you've not done this before. The Fresh Prince of Balor. It's Finn Balor's music with to the music of um. Well, sorry, the Fresh Prince lyrics to the music of um. Finn Balor. Yeah, it's great. It is great. And it's better than The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah, but something good came out of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. At least. It it does amaze me just how kind of um, big Will Smith got as an actor. As I said, £50 million he wanted, dollars, sorry, to appear in um, Independence Day 2. So they've just got some other random sassy black fellow to punch an alien, I guess. Yeah. Do you think an alien will get punched? Oh, God, yeah. So what, uh, They've got to. <laughs> you go go see when it comes out? No. Why not? Because I don't care. <laughs> That's why. Oh, I, but, saw, I saw the first one at the cinema. Yeah, but you were about 12 there. Yeah. No, you, you would have been about 13 or 14 there. Yeah. I'm trying to think what the last thing I saw at the cinema was. I don't like the cinemas. I think they're annoying. People are in there. Eight mm. people. You know that. You can't take your own um, sweet and salty popcorn. Well, you can. And I do. Yeah. The well, last thing you sort of said was Daylift. Yeah, it was. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> and that was great. Yeah. So, but, well, you know. But this is the thing, like, that you, you have to wait for, like, some... Go to some arsehouse cinema <laughs> and watch, um, you know. And it has to be an arsehouse cinema and a film festival to watch a film starring a wrestler. That isn't something with Dave Bautista or The Rockin'. Hmm. You know. If, for example, they decided to show Mr Nanny at a local cinema, I'd be there. I'd do it. You wouldn't. I fucking would. You wouldn't with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's your choice, Colin. But, uh, you know, I'd do that. I'd go there. I'd do it. Hmm. Yeah. No, I'd... All right. I just, I, I just don't care you know for cinema, I'm, and I don't care I, for film. Let's be honest. You know that I'm friends with the um, manager of Hyde for Park Picture House. Who, Wendy? No, not Wendy. Different one. One of the other ones. Right. Alison. Okay. The, um, I taught her to drive. Okay. But um, 
I could have a word and get to put Mr. Nanny on for us. In fact, get to do a Hulk Hogan fest. Oh, you know what? I, I, I actually think we could we could organise that and, <laughs> and tie it into the podcast. Yeah, the Hulk Hogan retrospective. Because it's very topical <laughs> at the minute with the um, Gorka lawsuit. And as a, as a, at the end, as the money shot, we could show the, <laughs> the Gorka film. Yeah. We could even supply everyone with their own Bubba the Love Sponge, Love Sponges. I watched that great clip on YouTube oh, the other day oh. of, um, of Bubba the Love Sponge getting his nose broken by Mick Foley. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, kind he, of worth he it. He did what we all wanted to. What a horrible man. What a just the worst man. You hear what he said about that video to the person who Hulk Hogan boinged? No. This will be our retirement. <laughs> Nice. Oh, God. So grubby. I do feel a bit bad for Hulk Hogan. He's a dreadful, loathsome person, but he's a, he's just got no friends. Yeah. He's a lovable racist. Apart from Jimmy Hart. Yeah. He used to have Brutus the Barber beefcake. He is still friends with him, but his wife can't stand him. Yeah. So they don't see each other. So you're not allowed, not allowed to play out. I think that Hulk Hogan's a bad influence. Well, he is. Yeah, that Terry. Well, Terry's got a small knob, but Hulk Hogan's <laughs> got a huge one. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Hulk Hogan's got a 10-inch penis. Terry Belair, it's just a shriveled-up steroid mess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, some levels of delusion right there. <laughs> Mr. Nanny next, shall we? We should do, we should do some Hogan we're, stuff. We're doing No Holds Barred for episode 50. Yeah. I'll come up to Markham and get drunk for that one. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yo, <laughs> for God's sake! <laughs> we need to continue the rapping theme next week. Well, next episode, I'm going to find us something that has lots of rapping, and it's going to be have a wrestler in. That's my plan, and it's going to be great. Did you hear that um, Snoop Dogg has been inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame? Really. Is that because it's like Sasha Banks? I suppose he was on like a couple of episodes of Raw and stuff, wasn't he? But... <laughs> Isn't he Snoop Lion now? Isn't that his thing? I haven't got a clue. Yeah. You know he's just going to go in there and talk about, like, smoking weed and hoes and gangster shit. Yeah, they'll have Ice-T next, though. Well, Ice-T was a... Uh, I'm sure he has something to he do with... He was at WrestleMania once. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he will. Pimping ain't easy. <laughs> awesome. Right. Well, let's wrap it up. We're on the Twitter. WWA podcast. We're on Grinder. We're on uh, yeah. Gumtree. Yeah. <laughs> we're on Craigslist. <laughs> no, I don't know. Um, yeah, we're on iTunes. Leave us a review on there, and send your suggestions to wwapodcast at gmail dot com. And um, yeah, this was sent by someone by an email, a suggestion. So thank you to that person. Thank you to that person whose name I can't forget. I can't remember. But you certainly can't forget it either because you can't remember it if you forget it or something. I don't know. All right. Bye, like... bye, bye. <laughs> All right. So until next time, cheerio. Bye.